aka Padres. Welcome to episode 472 of aka Pads Audio Audacity Podcast. I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, aka the pop culture pope, aka the movie magician. And if you're new here, th- this is where we talk movies. We mostly focus on movies. We focus what's in theaters. We focus what's dropping on the streaming platforms. We focus what's on YouTube. We just focus. We focus. We like images at 32 frames a second, 24 frames a second, flashing in front of our eyes, creating simulated motion. And here we go. Okay, so last night, last night, I, I tried to stay up for it, but I woke up early. I did watch it. Prey. P-R-E-Y. It's the new Predator movie. And why are we talking about Prey? Well, I don't know. It dropped. Uh, it has a Native, Native American spin. I saw it, but here we go. We're, we're going back in time. 1987, June 12th. Arnold Schwarzenegger, John McTiernan, Alan Silvestri, Sam Winston. I mean, it's it's a uh, Lawrence Gordon, Joel Silver. It the the people behind the original Predator, Predator 1987, often replicated, never duplicated. Wait, the often imitated, never duplicated. I got that one right. Okay, so I was I was uh, supposed to drop this days ago, but I've been busy with the nine to five. So sue me. But TGIF, it's Happy Friday. Movie fam, we are going into this movie because here's the thing. Uh, I'm just going to present an argument to you. That's really going to, we know this is a must-watch movie. We know this is one of Schwarzenegger's best movie, potentially the best movie. I'm sorry, Terminator fans. This is potentially the greatest sci-fi monster of them all. I'm sorry if you really, really, really like Alien. This is the best of nearly everyone that touched it, which is amazing because there's nothing but amazing people throughout this entire production. But this movie, the argument I'm bringing to you is Predator 1987 is the greatest science fiction movie of all time. And there you go. I heard that your head exploded. So, let me give you a little bit of the prerequisite on this. I mean, the endless failed sequels. I mean, look, I think some of these sequels are fantastic. I really do. I love them. But they're all considered failures. Terminator did have a Terminator 2. Alien did have an Aliens. Aliens still even had a Prometheus and Covenant. And yeah, like, there's... a heritage and a legacy with Alien that Predator doesn't have. And here's the thing. The second great science fiction movie of all time, too, is John Carpenter's The Thing. So, moving on. But both of these movies are uh, they're carbon copies, they're, they're composites, they're brother and sister of one another. So, science fiction needs to be scary. The future, aliens, the unknown, it's frightening. It should scare the shit out of you. Which is why when we lean into great science fiction, there is an element of fear. 
2001, Planet of the Apes, The Matrix. There's an element of horror. We have a movie here. Prerequisite number two. It cannot be made today. This is a movie of an era. This is a movie, too, that launched the Schwarzenegger era. This is the greatest creature design of all time. The greatest creature reveal of all time. This is Sam Winston uh, at his absolute magnificence. He's, He's just on all cylinders. You can argue his designs for Congo are great. No, but we have a great hook. We have a great slow revelation of our creature. We believe our creature is going to kill everyone. We kind of want to see it, but we're also pulled into how are they going to get out of this situation? This thing is unstoppable. Now, you might say, Pete, that sounds a lot like Alien, but here's the thing. Alien, these are essentially blue-collar workers set against a freaking wolf, a bear, a creature that just wants blood. That's Alien. These are guys sent in to kill everything, and they're not killing this thing. They don't even know what it is. This thing is one step ahead of them. This is what makes Predator fantastic the opening the opening here we go you might say the opening of star wars were best openings ever the music no alan silvestri is he is if you take this and back to the future two movies that, that he composed uh, i believe i would say they smash star wars and indiana jones if you want to go down that road because i think they're more nuanced uh, Star Wars and Indiana Jones are similar because they're, you know, John Williams, same guy. Back to the Future and Predator are very similar to Indiana Jones and Star Wars in, in, in the same respect. Same guy. It sounds similar. It feels similar. But the opening of this movie, the Alan Silvestri rocking and rolling, completely creates a mood that we were not expecting. It's a longing. It's a reunion. It's a mission. I'm telling you, these things are not... It's not easy. It's not easy to even do what they did in the first five minutes of this movie. They establish relationships. They create the mission or you're introduced to the mission. If you need a comparison, compare to Rambo 2. Sylvester Stallone. Choppy. It's choppy. It's not as smooth. This is smooth. It's an intangible that's there. John McTiernan, our director. I mean, holy crap. I mean, look. We can say 1999, The 13th Warrior, 2002, Rollerball, and 2003, Basic. This relatively could be, you can just say, it's a career-killing run for him, especially the 202 Rollerball. Norman Jewish remake, he he also remade uh, Thomas Crown Affair in 1999. 
well, aka Paris, something completely new. It, all the years, look, look, we're ta- we're we're just stopping real quick, okay? In all the years I've been doing this, I've been doing this for too long, cause we're yeah we're approaching episode five hundred. It is now almost nine o'clock p.m. on a Friday. Uh, I was talking to you hours and hours and hours ago, and I got a phone call, and that led to a whole avalanche. <laughs> Of work stuff, but here we go. So where I left off, John McTiernan, he made a movie in 1986 called Nomads. I'm not familiar with that, but here's his filmography. And, and tell me who can beat this: Predator, Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October, Medicine Man, The Last Action Hero, Die Hard with Vengeance. Keep in mind, Die Hard with Vengeance is one of the greatest number threes of all time. It really is. The Thomas Crown Affair. And look, here's the other great uh, Norman Jewison, genius filmmaker in his own right. John McTiernan remade two Norman Jewison, uh, Jewison movies Thomas Crown Affair and Rollerblade, um, Rollerball. I mean, but Rollerball, keep in mind too, was also produced by WWE, Vince McMahon. Uh, it's a feature Slipknot. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot happening in Rollerball. I, I occasionally. We'll watch that movie hoping for something different, but it loses me in the nighttime luge scene. A little bit more, maybe a different episode about that. We'll do like a, a original remake uh, series. So anyway, so look, so this movie too, and and one of the these thoughts that's been percolating all day, it's the Predator versus what is Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator versus this completely unstoppable group of men, including Jesse Ventura. Uh, you know, we, we have Billy. Uh, it's just like Shane Black, who, who later would make his own Predator movie. Great, like, great transition there. But, yeah, so people, you cannot beat Predator. You cannot. Uh, and I often use Predator as, because to me, this is how good this movie is. It's also a metaphor of life, meaning you are stalked by something invisible that wants to take you out. And there's nothing you can do. There's literally nothing you can do against it. There's nothing you can do to kill it. It will find you. It's invisible. It has superior tech. It has superior instincts. It is there solely for the purpose to kill you. But you... You have to survive, and you have to keep going. A predator is a absolute perfect metaphor for life. Better than Jaws, better than Alien, uh, better than John Carpenter. It's a thing, and that—that's why there's so much love and joy within this movie, and you see it in the cinematography. And it's like Pete. No one talks about the cinematography. In Predator, because we're supposed to reserve cinematography for like a Mars Scorsese uh, or the Last Emperor type movie or Lawrence of Arabia. Okay, no, 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 no. You tell me what shots in this movie are warehouse, indoor, factory, you know, giant hangar, jungle setting that's perfectly lit. And you tell me what's not. And here's the crazy thing, because I've seen this movie so many times. There's only a few shots that are true jungle shots. Everything is indoor, and you're convinced that this is an outdoor movie. And to compare it to Alien, it's far easier to go dark 
and and like you shoot something dark, you can do it. But to shoot something the way that they shot Predator, that this was like you know Industrial Light and Magic was just talking about this on on Disney Plus with this new documentary. Empire Strikes Back introduced a whole new level of hurt because of the Hoth, the daytime scenes, and the special effects had to work in daytime. When you're in daytime, the it's it's so difficult to sell any anything anything. I was even watching Dick Tracy. The daytime scenes for Dick Tracy don't work. The nighttime scenes are brilliant. Yeah, so I rest my case. Predator, the greatest science fiction movie of all time. And little memory is I do recall seeing this movie with my father. And it blew us. It literally blew us away. As soon as you saw the Predator as a child... For the first time, it, it it's with you forever. And I understand that all future installments, it's up to them to top it, to to do a new type of revelation. Uh, Prey, pretty much there. You got some you got some cool ones too with Predator Two. Uh, you know, AVP doesn't quite need them. Uh, and we have Predators, but uh, the revelation of Predators is it's it's lore mythology of what comes after that we have established our Predator. Because, you know, as we know with Predators, it's also, um, you know, somewhat of a metaphor that there's more than one Predator and there's also more than one class of Predator. Right? Not metaphor, I meant, I meant meta. All right, people, episode 273, Stephen Hopkins. Right, Stephen Hopkins, Predator 2. Danny Glover, got a big point to make with that one. It's a sequel that I love too, so let's go.